It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Welcome, everybody, back to the Believe in NXT podcast. I am your host, Jacob DeLawrence. Like always, Mr. Cedric Welton's with me. Said, how you doing today, man? Quarantine, my friend. Quarantine. <laughs> that will be exactly what I say until they allow me to go outside. I'm in the same spot. Luckily, I got some nice WWE Network content behind us, and we're about to talk NXT preview. So this is the highlight of my day. Uh, what day are you on on quarantine? Like, have you been keeping track? Nah, I'm not one of those people that keep track. Um, I think that would uh, make things a million times worse. So, I just I just know when I don't go outside, and it's it's been a minute. So it's you haven't gone days straight. So you haven't gone Tom Hanks and Castaway yet? No, nah. I, I'm usually pretty even killed. Usually keep a level head. All right, good, good. I'm just checking on you, man. You know, as your t- as your co-host and friend, you know, I got to make sure you're all right here. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is Believe in NXT. That said, I'm Jacob. Follow us on Twitter at said underscore says at underscore Jake Della. Almost forgot my own Twitter handle. Like, all right. And I'm not the one that's been stuck at home, so I have no excuse for that. <laughs> And, of course, make sure you follow Believe at Believe Podcast on Twitter, at Believe Podcast on Instagram, at Believe Sports as well on Instagram. And, like usual, Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Believe is at 245 shows and counting. So if you're quarantined and you're stuck in a house, like I said, now would be a good time to find a new podcast to listen to. Namely ours, but it's not a year there. Yeah, I mean, of course you're going to listen to us. That's how you hear our beautiful velvety tones right now but you know we've been trying to give you content daily one or two podcasts daily we've been breaking down wrestlemania so we've been giving you that content we're giving you an nxt preview for tonight so you got that we're trying to help you out here but in case you need a little something extra 247 shows currently available on believe so just believe.com click on shows Find your interest. It's got a, there's something there for you. There's no way out of 247 shows, we're the only one that you want to listen to. But if we, but if we are, I'm flattered. Yeah. Flatter away. <laughs> we, like, we, we, we like flattering in the pandemic. It will get you everywhere. Uh, yes, yes, it this, will. And this is why we always wonder when we start these pods how – we haven't got Castle yet. If anything, they're just continuously empowering us, which can get very dangerous <laughs> real soon. Like, I'm convinced that when they listen back through this to pull out a little clip for a social media post, they're just like, we got to get these two out of here. Well, they're looking like, damn, we got to take the safest couple sentences possible. 
in this whole pod, man. I, I imagine they're just scrubbing it back and forth for hours trying to find something so safe to post. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? I, you know what? I'm, I'm stuck in the house for a while, man. So believe if you listen to this, man, I would love to see video of that process. I would oh. love to actually see that <laughs> in the act. So please entertain me. You just see them sitting there listening and their eyes just getting bigger and bigger and being more offended. Like, nope, nope, nope. I, I got, nope, don't have a pee. Nope. Man, <laughs> I'm saying. Sorry. Not sorry, you know? Yeah, you got we gotta, we gotta go off. We gotta, we gotta let us cook, man. Not, I, however bad it is. I mean, to be fair, Carlton knew what he was getting into when he brought us here. Man, um, just the life of a wrestling fan. I mean, you go on, you go and get some, some profanity, some lewd language. Um, occasionally, we'll we'll not talk about wrestling and somehow tie it back. That happens a lot. Hey, man, we're just pros at it. That's all I hear is fat. fat. Literally, the last podcast I mentioned James Dolan randomly, and we found a way to work it back in. Like we're, we're pros here. Exactly. That's how it works. That's how it works. But before they actually pull the plug on us, let's 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 go ahead and get into wrestling. Just to give them a little bit of time to kind of get yeah. themselves together. Yeah. So this is officially your NXT preview for the April first show. Um, I guess you want to call it the go home show for WrestleMania thirty six. We're not getting an official takeover. We're going to kind of get takeover broken into two. NXT on USA shows. So this will be the first of two. And so far, it looks like we only have three matches announced, which is malarkey, if you would. Because <laughs> um, last week, I think we got a pretty full show. I didn't see many vignettes or uh, video packages or anything like that. We, we got a full show of action. I mean, so I'm definitely expecting some more matches to take place. But as far as our matches that have heavy implications, um, around the title pictures, or all the titles, excluding the tag team titles. We got the second chance uh, second chance qualifier for the women's ladder match for the NXT women's title. We got the NXT North American title being defended tomorrow, and then we have Velveteen Dream taking on a member of the Undisputed Era, who may or may not be great tomorrow. We'll find out. <laughs> um, another thing I think will happen, we'll get more clarity on who jumped Mount Riddle last week? Um, yeah, it was two Indian-looking giants that jumped Matt Riddle. And honestly, I don't even really care to know their names. I'm just here for my man, Stokely Hathaway, who is currently Michael Bivens. Bivens, Bevins, Blevins, Bivens. Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm, yeah, we'll just keep it short. <laughs> Which, now that I'm sitting here thinking this and hearing this out loud... WWE, I'm gonna need you to stop being subtly, subtly. I need you to stop being racist with the names of black characters because I see what you're doing here. <laughs> like it didn't hit me until I said it out loud a couple times. I see it. I, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. Uh, I mean, Ma- Malcolm Bivens. I mean, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah, we just stick on the Malcolm part, and you'll, you'll see where we're going here. Watch the character. Look at the name. You'll you'll see where we're going. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm- I'm just happy that he's getting TV time. He's he's wildly entertaining. Hopefully we get, even if we don't get Matt Riddle coming to the ring, maybe we get a 
uh, videotape segment from him and his his goons, if you would. I mean, I, I'd be here for that, and I think that's a good part of the show um, with them targeting the tag team titles, and maybe it leads to some type of triple threat or fatal four-way for the tag titles real soon. Because, I mean, just, just because they jumped Matt Riddle and um, Pete Dunn is across the pond, maybe quarantine right now, these guys automatically don't get a shot at the tag title. You got you to gotta beat somebody. And right oh, now, no, young no. veterans are in the lead. No, I jumped you. I beat you up. Now you are so mad that you just want to put your titles on the line. That's how this works. No, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. Because we don't even know if they can wrestle. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. We don't, we don't know what they can do. And they just did pretty much just some mauling on uh, live television. So putting them in a match for a title right after that, that's a bad move. That's a bad move right off the bat. Like they got to come out tomorrow and give me a squash match against somebody. Which I'm sure we'll probably get. Um, who's on the roster that can get squashed? Ah, screw it. They'll find somebody. Give me to Hootie Miles and somebody else. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Pair them up with somebody and just have it happen. But they got to validate that. Yeah, just be careful what you ask for because if you put them in there and even in a squash, they might just still not look good. And I expect that, actually, but the squash match will at least add some validation to them challenging for the titles after one appearance, if that makes sense. I don't know. I like structure, man. I'm not one of those fans. I'm going to critique it if it doesn't make sense. Um, it got to make sense to me. And we, we've talked about this a number of times, the things that just get thrown together that don't make sense. I won't stand for it. Won't stand for it. And I'm not going to talk about the few that shall remain nameless on this podcast, but you know where I'm going with it. Oh, don't worry. I got something for you later on. You're going to talk about it. It's okay. But, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying, but also they just didn't look like for a squash and a beatdown, it didn't look too impressive to me. Okay. And this is coming from me, the man who loves to see somebody get nerfed. But I love a proper nerfing. That was like a half-ass nerf. Where Matt Riddle got nerfed, but it just wasn't satisfying to watch. Yeah, it kind of was like um cool debut. You got a clean win over Roderick Strong. You would almost expect O'Reilly and Fish to come out and jump Riddle after the match and they were nowhere to be found. So that's kind of where I was coming from. It's like, oh, is this random debut in an empty arena? Okay. But uh, again, I'm one of those guys that's happy to see more tag teams. We need more tag teams. Yes, we do. This is definitely something that we have talked about for the past couple episodes. Like we've gone down the roster and been like, Mm, okay, we don't have any tag teams here. Cool. What are we going to do? So, yeah, we need more tag teams. This will give at least a shot, a temporary injection into the NXT tag team division that currently has the Brozoweights, Grizzled Young Vets, the Forgotten Sons, the Undisputed Era. Who am I forgetting? Uh, Birch and Lorcan. Yep. And that's it, right? And eventually... uh when Dango gets back, 
Breeze and Dango. Oh, man. That, that just sucks, too. Yeah. By the way, sidebar here. Has nothing to do with XT. I'm, I'm taking the pleasure of watching all of Shawn Michaels' greatest hits right now, WrestleMania on WWE Network. And holy hell, this Iron Man match between him and Bret Hart from years ago, this hour-long Iron Man match, these guys are 33 minutes in and there hasn't been a single pinfall. Uh, that is ring psychology at its finest because fans can sit there in attendance and nothing has happened yet but back and forth. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want me to spoil it for you? Or... <laughs> oh, no, I, I lived it. I remember it vividly. It's just, it's amazing how different uh, how different wrestling was then as far as like what you want to see in the ring versus now. So, I think now people are just impatient. So does that hold up? Does it still hold up well to you? Yeah. To sit there and watch an hour-long Iron Man match where there's not a single pinfall? I've been watching it. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm I'm patient. Like, if you let it build, you let it cook, I respect the work. But, I mean, and, like, compared to now, if you see a two out of three falls match and you're watching it for, like, ten minutes, you're getting antsy because you want to see the first fall. Like, this is this is gold right here. Oh, that does bring up a point. Um, can you imagine somebody watching Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10, that ladder match, mm-hmm. after watching everything that they see now? Like, oh, I think, as far as like the spots and stuff like that? I think they would hate it. Yeah, it's because people are – and that's what's – oh, man, I don't, I don't want to sound like a – uh, now nah, go ahead and com- or something like go that, ahead and commit like, to the get off my lawn bit. Yeah, you called it. Yeah, man, it's like it's entertainment at the end of the day. I'm not going to tell somebody to go trash their body for my entertainment because that's all they're doing. It's like at the end of the day, you're still getting entertained. I don't need somebody to get go full ECW and jump off a ladder into a burning table. That that's terrifying. Actually, that never that stuff stuff don't entertain me, man. Oh, you don't love a good old car crash. Nah, man. Sign me up. I, I don't need. Uh, I don't need to see anybody go full new jack on anybody, man. Okay, I said a car crash, not a murder. There's a difference. Just saying. Like there's, Just a, there's, saying. there's a difference here. There's. It's a very slight difference. Still a difference. Still a difference. Car crash is entertaining. A murder, yes, yes, yes. You don't, you don't like a good, good murder in wrestling? No, no, no. Unless it's beautifully executed. Like, are we so, talking a Brock Lesnar murder? or Are we talking a New Jack murder? Sounds like you liked it when. Uh, damn it! What the hell did he call that damn thing? It sounded like you liked it when Bray Wyatt got thrown in that lake. Uh, the liquor reincarnation. Yep, that that <laughs> that was that was technically murder because there was nobody. <laughs> oh, you might be the worst. Just want to let you know that that was technically murder because there was nobody to be found. Have you watched Tiger King yet? I have it, and every time I look at the internet now, I'm seeing all these tweets and memes. So it's telling me I should watch it, and. My girlfriend was really blown away by how random it is. I don't know if I need anything with that much shock value in my life right now. <laughs> I was about to make a reference, but since you haven't watched it, I'll skip the reference. But um, 
go watch it. You ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, something with that much shock value, I, I don't know. I don't know. It kind of mellows out. It's seven episodes. It mellows out about halfway through it. Okay. And when I say mellows out, it just mellows out by the standards of what you've seen up until that point. So just, you know, just go watch it. But speaking of mellowing out, NXT in this tag division needs to stop being so mellow because we ain't got nothing. I need a shot in the arm. I'm hoping that Malcolm and these two tall Indian men, one of which, again, is from Million Dollar Arm fame, give it something, but I I don't see it. I say they last until assuming business is semi-normal. I say they last until the next takeover and then we don't see them again. Wow. So you think they're just going to have like a short little run and then, hey, get them up out of here. If they can't work, if they do a couple squash matches and they can't work and then they go into the NXT tag title match and they don't put on a quality match, why am I going to Keep wasting my time. Yeah, that's true. Like, you might as well just treat them like DJ Z. Like, Mr. Wild, just like, bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. And just hope that you can go find you another tag team. Like, for the love of God, I don't know why they didn't just send the Revival back to NXT and let them cook. That's all you had to do. But no. That's true. You're going to let a top five tag team walk to your competition. So it is what it is. That's the tag division. Ain't nothing to write home about. Hopefully it gets better. But you know what will be better? It will be better. This ladder match is going to be better when one of these six women, which somehow Zaylee is apparently medically cleared to compete after crying and sounding completely horrible on my TV last week. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so you didn't like her ugly cry? Oh, it was bad, and you know it was bad. Uh, I don't, I mean, it was like when you get hurt, you don't really cry. Like, you're just, like, in pain. So, like, let's say she felt like she had, like, a in her mind, which she might, might have, like, a torn up knee or something like that. It's like, you're just in pain. You can't help the tears, but you're not, like, crying out of, like, sadness. You ever step on, like, a dog or cat's tail by accident and they do that, like, yelp cry? Yeah. That's what she sounded like on a loop. That's bad. That's a terrible comparison. So you're basically selling, telling me Zylee can't sell. I'm telling you that she might be able to sell, but that cry wasn't it. <laughs> I mean, you can go back and watch it. Matter of fact, go ahead, please. If you could find that clip, go back, watch it, and play it with the sound loud enough where the mic picks it up so we can all hear this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, despite that, I call it that. 
and Aaliyah threw the first shot. She threw the first shot because she got her nose broken. So if we're talking about this second, all right, like redemption, uh, second or sorry, they're they're titling it second chance. Second chance for these people to get into the ladder match where the person that's going to get into this ladder match is like clear cut and obvious as day. Um, at least we're going to see some smoke between Aliyah and Zaya Aliyah, and they probably pretty much cancel each other out. So, I mean, I don't expect too much action or spots from this in this match at all. It's a gauntlet match. So, but, so what you're saying, we starting with Aliyah and Zaya Aliyah? Interesting. You said it's a gauntlet match. They have it listed as a that. gauntlet. So, I didn't see that. I actually – so, how my mind works, <laughs> since it's a second-chance contenders match – I was assuming this entire time that this was going to be some type of ladder match with all these women for this final spot. Oh, interesting idea. But no, I actually right assumed on, that the entire time. Right on the main site, second chance gauntlet match tomorrow night to determine the final entrant and no more contenders ladder match. So, it's going to be interesting. I don't like gauntlet matches. They're kind of Annoying. It was better. It's better to put all the women in the ring at one time and do the elimination angle. I mean, so, D- Dakota Kai, Zia Lee, Shotzi Blackheart, Caden Carter, Aaliyah, and Deanna Perrazzo. I mean, if we're really looking at these six women, it's pretty obvious it's going to be. Yeah, especially considering how somebody's heater isn't in the ladder match mm-hmm. when we thought the heater was going into the ladder match, how it was supposed to be mm-hmm. before they called an audible. Yeah. Before they used your angle for second chance. Cause Dakota Kai got out of here real early in the game. So she's going to find herself right back into the thick of things. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez is probably going to end up helping her take out a few of these women in this match. I, I think the only real threats are Zia Lee and Caden Carter. Um, I say Caden Carter and Shotzi Blackheart simply because Shotzi's kind of over with the crowd at full sale, albeit there is no crowd for this, but still. I just don't see Zia Lee. Caden Carter, yeah, she's getting a good bit of shine. Mm-hmm. I want to say Peruzzo, but not her time. Like I said, in six months, I'll be championing the fan club. And I actually disagree. I don't think Kai is going to do much of the work. I think Kai is going to be either the last woman in or next to last in. And then gets the assist from Raquel Gonzalez. Okay. She probably gets the winning pin over Caden Carter because why not? Okay. All right. Mm, yeah, I'm stuck I mean, with that. I, here's where I am with this. All right. Are we even excited for this match? The ladder match or the gauntlet match? The gauntlet match, not the ladder match. Because the ladder match. Just off the strength of Io Shirai and all her greatness, I'm I'm here for it. I'm talking about the second chance gauntlet match. Is it? Is there anything to write home about it? Potentially. 
because we know who we have in this pool and we know who's visibly absent from everything. Right. So you're thinking that, yeah, it should be a layup that Dakota Kai gets the dub. Yeah, it is because uh, Bianca, we need to put an APB out because she's nowhere to be found <laughs> ever, ever since ever since Charlotte no sold that spear and got her up out of here. It's like she's nowhere to be found. She hasn't even been mentioned on programming. Yeah. Um, I don't know where Bianca Belair is, like, at all. It's kind of sad. Frustrating booking for sure. But I mean, when you look at this, um, let, I'm, I'm going to I'm picking Dakota Kai to win this. I don't care how it happens. I, I'm pretty sure there'll be some some stuff going on with with their heater, and I'm pretty sure Aaliyah and Zaylia mix up cancel each other out. I actually expect a strong showing from Perazzo outside, outside of anybody else. Um, but Kai ultimately wins, and when you actually whenever the ladder match actually takes place, I got either Kai or Shirai winning. So the ladder match will be next week. So it'll be one week after. Okay. And just looking at the ladder match as of right now, Shirai, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Chelsea Green. You have Shirai and LeRae, Tom and Jerry. They pick their few back up. Shirai and who? LeRae, Candice LeRae. Kelly Kelly. I am, you know what? This this man, this man. Just gotta stay consistent on the pod, man. That's all. Just a little consistency. I wasn't even gonna slander Chelsea Green today. Like, I I came. Oh yeah, I I actually forgot Chelsea Green was up in there. She actually has a strong chance to win as well. Yeah, she's very forgettable. So I can't blame you there. Like, but you know. Like Chelsea Green's best asset is her being a thirst trap on Instagram. Hmm. And shaving Zach Ryder's facial hair. But yeah, like I was saying, Shirai, Candice LeRae, they'll pick their feud up in the match. Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Chelsea Green. It just seems like this match is like, let's put all these secondary and ancillary women's feuds that have been going on over the past month or so all in one match with the exception of Chelsea Green. She's like the wild card. Because Mia Yim has had issues with Io Shirai as well. So, you know. And then we have Chelsea Green. Um, asking me to take a pick right now. There's no reason that Io Shirai doesn't win this. Unless Bianca Belair comes back. Somehow, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all in all, this the the way this ladder match is going to um, culminate, if you would, next week. It's really dependent on what happens at Mania, because you can pick certain superstars to win based off if Charlotte wins, and then there's other feuds that only make sense based off if if Ripley wins. All right, so if Charlotte wins, who's the two women that make sense? Actually, three. Who's the three that makes sense if Charlotte wins the match? That's interesting. I think automatically Yim makes sense. That would be my, my my first. 
Uh, just because Yim is one of those characters who can always um, not only just be over with the crowd, but her style, uh, just being like kind of a, a, a brawler, if you would, taking that type of energy to Charlotte the same way she took to Shayna. Like it wouldn't matter how how polished or how great Charlotte is in the ring. It's like it's just going to be a fight. I can believe that. I buy that right off the bat. The other one for me is uh, Shirai, just for the technical aspect of everything. I feel like Shirai is kind of universal. She can work well with Rhea uh, and play the heel in that match. Or if you have like the heel versus heel technically with with Charlotte, at least it'll be a good match from an in-ring perspective with Charlotte. And I think Charlotte needs good dance partners, especially if she's going to be in uh, the NXT brand. As far as a third, I'll have to get back to you on that because I don't really see a third there. You got nothing for a possible third. Mm-mm. Don't see it. All right, so if Rhea Ripley wins, what you got? If Rhea wins, it has to either be Dakota Kai first because you got the heater and the angles there from War Games. Kai actually had beef with everybody from her original War Games team except Rhea Ripley so far. So it just it writes itself. True. Um, the next one would be uh, Shirai. Again, because Shirai has not lost a singles match since turning heel. So she's more than deserving for a title shot. And she can tee that up, saying, hey, you paying attention to to uh, Shayna. You paying attention to Bianca. You paying attention to Charlotte. You need to pay attention to me. And I think that would make the most sense. All right. And I can also make a Chelsea Green argument, too, if they wanted to, like, strap the – strap the rocket ship to her back and all that just for the Robert Stone brand and whatnot. There's, there's definitely something to be said there um, for Rhea, just cause you want to, again, you want to build up new challengers for the NXT women's division. Cause Shayna had ruled the division with an iron fist for so long that it almost, uh, it almost killed your division. Almost. <laughs> I don't know if it was so much her ruling the division with an iron fist or if there's really nobody there for her to lose to prior to Rhea. Mm-hmm. Like you could say Bianca, but when Bianca had her moment, she wasn't ready, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's like, you who else you got? You already sent EO, I mean, not EO, but you already sent Kyrie Sane up to the main roster. So it's like, all right, we kind of just got to wait until we build up somebody else, and then they decide to just pull Rhea from across the pond. Right, right. But, you know, I like the Chelsea Green argument, and I can't believe I just said that. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing them down, y'all. I'm wearing them down. No, I like the argument of her winning just so I can see her get nerfed by either one. Mm. Mm, maybe. Maybe not. But yeah, it's got to be EO because, like you said, she hasn't lost a one-on-one match since turning heel, and she can she'll mesh well with both women. If not EO, I like Candice LeRae for either woman as well. Explain. She can go. She can wrestle. She is extremely good at her job. She is not Kelly Kelly. And quick sidebar: I'm watching WrestleMania 15 kind of jumping through. I forgot that The Undertaker and The Big Boss Man had a atrocious, horribly boring, bland Hell in a Cell match. 
Like, I don't know why this match was inside Hell in a Cell. But you know what happened after Taker beat Boss Man? What happened? He hung him from the cell. Like, the brew dropped down, ripped a hole open, dropped a noose. Taker is tying the noose around Boss Man's neck, and they are lifting the cell up. Brood dropped down from the arena, went back up into the rafters. They are lifting Hell in a Cell. Taker, Taker is hanging a man on television. Yikes. And they got Paul Bear over there pushing the button like only Paul Bear can Paul Bear can do with that facial expression. What has been worse? Remember when the big boss man supposedly uh pulled up on Big Show's funeral? Yeah. I somehow don't find that as atrocious as hanging a man. You you mean dragging dragging a casket? Is it bad? <laughs> at a at a live funeral? I don't know. No, no. no. I, I think a man hanging from a cell is worse. Okay. Totally entitled to that. I mean, I just sent you a photo of it, like, just just throwing that out there, you know? <laughs> just, uh, you know, apparently. The only way that could have been worse is if it was a black person. Uh, absolutely. Like, the only way. Like, the whole Hangman Page gimmick in New Japan where he actually carried a noose around with him. Uh, that was a little touch and go for a while, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that's bad. But yeah, almost as bad as Chelsea Green. Actually, Chelsea Green is not that bad. I will take that back. I'm not even going to go that far. See, But yeah, where was I? Candice LeRae. She can go. She is the female version of Johnny Gargano. Don't you even get started. <sighs> wow. She just also happens to be married to Gargano, but that's neither here nor there. She has that technical style that matches well with Charlotte. And then on the flip side, she is significantly smaller than Rhea Ripley and has the speed and the agility to make those matches entertaining. Significantly smaller than Charlotte as well. Yeah, but Rhea's bigger than Charlotte. Like, Rhea is a incredibly jack. I call Rhea a jack Charlotte for a reason. Yeah, and I've been looking at these pictures. That is uh, pretty bad. Pretty bad, eh? Like, I mean, yeah, it's pretty gross, but okay. Somebody signed off on it. There's always one person who signs off on it, 100%. Yeah. So yes. There's always one that's like, yeah, this is a great idea. And then once it gets to live television in front of all these fans, like, ooh, <laughs> we didn't plan for that. To be fair, it was the late 90s. So I guess, nah. I don't know. I need to know who the agent was for that match so they can def- like I need some explanations for that one, man. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all I got is yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Looking it's at this, bad. I'm looking at this WrestleMania 11 card. It looks pretty trash. Like you had LT in the main event against Bam Bam Bigelow. One of the better celebrity appearances at a WrestleMania. Yeah, you had Diesel, Shawn Michaels. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, WrestleMania. I'll tell you. So me and Zed were talking before the show came on air about how if we're gonna be honest that they build WrestleMania as the granddaddy on wall as the biggest show of the year. There's been a lot of mid <laughs> in WrestleMania history. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be fair. Like if we're gonna keep it a buck. Oh, Edge McFoley was a good match. Good old Mickey James, <laughs> where she was the crazy stalker. Oh, man. That was great angle. So great. great. We got to give Mickey James her flowers one day. Sure do. But yeah. <sighs> Candice LeRae is my second pick. Eel Shiraz, my first pick. My third pick is going to be Dakota Kai simply because, damn it, she has a heater. Like, we got to do something. We got to kind of keep that momentum moving. She can only beat up Tiga Knox so many times. Yeah. But hopefully Bianca Belair just crashed. This is really what I'm baking on. Bianca Belair crashes the ladder match, wins it, and then rolls right into it with Charlotte Aria. Like that's what I want. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't care whose spot she take as long as it's not Eel Shiraz. Hell, she can just be the self woman and just let it go. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> all I want. All I want is Bianca Belair to get hers and for it to be done and finally over. And speaking of being done and finally over, that brings us to the NXT North American title match. Our boy Keith Lee goes up against Damian Priest and everybody's favorite Dominic Dakakovic. Everybody's favorite, huh? Okay. He- heavy sarcasm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is another match where I guess this thing has been stirring for I guess a month now or so. And these are the only people they have to rival Keith Lee. Dare I say Keith Lee's momentum is kind of wearing off a little bit. Like, he's the one that's suffering the most from these empty arenas. Explain. Well, at at the peak of everything, uh, Keith Lee was probably the hottest thing in in the company. Like, Keith Lee was kind of like the fiend uh, when he started debuting in actual singles matches, like he's he's hot. Everybody wants a piece of Keith Lee. But as a result of everything that's going on, it's like he's stuck in this feud with Dijakovic and we're not really pushing it as much. We're not really seeing like I feel like I haven't seen a lot of Keith Lee in the ring uh doing what he does in a long time. So I feel like he's the one that's suffering the most from not having a live audience because we're kind of forgetting this title reign that he has because he's not really – like we, we talked about having a good dance partner. Right. And I feel like he doesn't have that yet. I mean, yeah. so you're saying Dakikovic hasn't been a good dance partner? Not since, not, not since the title was uh, – not since the title has been present. Since the, the – Year, last year and whatnot yeah those are great but as far as like competing for the title no because I don't think it's believable right now that Dijakovic is going to take the belt off Keith Lee with all the momentum he's had 
at Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, and all this. I, I don't, I don't buy it right now. Now, enter Damian Priest, who has been uh, vocal about wanting the title for a while, vocal about changing things up. He could be the perfect dance partner, but he hasn't been in singles action or any type of match in a few months now. So, I want to see how that flourishes without Dijakovic present. Um. Granted, we're getting a triple threat tomorrow. We'll see how this works out. Maybe Dijakovic kind of phases himself out somehow. We'll have to see how that works. But how it stands right now, especially with all the uncertainty regarding COVID-19, if we're going to get new content anytime past WrestleMania, there's there's no way they take Keith Lee out of this, uh, off the belt right now. But he needs a better dance partner for this title reign to have any type of meaning to it. I think it's falling, starting to fall flat early. All right, so when we were watching TakeOver Portland, at no point during that match did you think, holy shit, they might pull the trigger here? TakeOver Portland, pull the trigger how? And give Dakikovic the win? No, at, at, at no point. No at point. At no point that, did I feel like that was going to happen. No point that match had you sucked in enough to feel that way? No. All right. Okay, fair enough. So, let's say they do pull the title off of him. Because in their minds, they're planning to slide Keith Lee up. Say they pull the title off him, and then, like we discussed, they can't get more content out. You saying that just kills Keith Lee? I'm saying it deflates him a little bit. I'm not saying it kills Keith Lee. I'm saying it's going to deflate him a while. And having him chase the NXT world title is really uh, contingent on, like, who comes out of this feud that's happening now, the champ. Am I going to book Keith Lee versus Velveteen Dream? Absolutely not. Will I book Keith Lee versus Adam Cole and have the the Undisputed Era maybe attack Keith Lee for months on end until the big moment? Yeah. Um, But again... I don't think that's something you can do right now. I think you really got to, they really got to focus on um, having him have a relevant mid-card run. And it doesn't seem like they have a lot of counterparts for that to happen right now. They haven't built up enough stars in the mid-card scene to make this relevant. Now, wouldn't it be cool if after this Chapa Gargano feud, maybe he rival with, Johnny Gargano for a little bit. I don't know how believable that is, but I mean, somebody like that, that really makes it worthwhile is what I'm looking for. Oh, you mean the few that you said you weren't going to mention by name? That one? Uh, I kind of, I kind of booked myself into a corner there. I had to. <sighs> All right. So why would you not do Keith Lee, Velveteen Dream? Oh, because both guys are absolutely over and hot right now and and you can't you can't because you can't cool off one or the other who's to say you're cooling off either one i don't see how you would cool either guy off if you do it correctly because there's always going to be you one win one lose always and there's going to be one person without the title or somebody chasing so it's just it just doesn't work where both guys are at 
Yeah, I can see that. But there are certain people that no matter what, they still come out fine. And I feel like Keith Lee and Velveteen have reached that point that for better or for worse, for the most part, they really can't be slowed down by anything. I would say Velveteen Dream has that more than Keith Lee, which is why as hot as Keith Lee is, you don't want to cool down Velveteen. Even though Velveteen Dream can withstand it, he's not a character that needs a title. But it's it's way past the time of giving him like the premier spotlight. It's way past that time. So it's like you got to make sure you let him have his moment in the sun by himself and then go on from there. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll give it to you. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that one. All right. So who you got winning? You said you got Keith Lee winning? Yeah, I don't see a way to Keith Lee. I think it'll be absolute banger of a match. I think you see a lot of, a lot of stops, a lot of, uh, a lot of high flying spots, things like that. And I think Keith Lee will retain. I'm not going to say easily, but I think he pulls it out just at the last moment. And sidebar, that match between Shawn Michaels and Brett finally just ended. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Busily I mean, like- upset Bret Hart leaving the arena. Obviously unhappy with the way things played out. Oh, yeah. A little history. I mean, it was like an hour and a half long match. But, yeah, I just, for the record, I'm having Keith Lee win this match, but I'm not going to be mad if you take the title off Keith Lee and you put it on Damian Priest. Because then you can just go Keith Lee chasing Damian Priest and you get Dakikovich the entire hell out of here. Yeah, I can see that. And that would be a, that would be an ultimate curveball if they did this. But I don't think Dr. Kovic, I'm sorry, I don't think Damian Priest has done enough in regards of building his profile since being back, like with any type of backstage promos, vignettes, singles matches to validate the title reign right now. I want him to get there, but he just hasn't done enough to like reestablish himself on screen, in my opinion. I mean, showing up with a um, nightstick and just uh, beating up Dakikovich isn't enough? Nope. Beating up nope. Keith Lee? Nope, not enough? Still not enough for you? No. There's, there hasn't been a single match where he's looked dominant or anything like that. So I expect him just to come back after energy and, uh, sorry, after injury and just, just won a title. No, nah. hey, no, you just look. Damn it, Goldberg came back from whatever vacation he was on and just squashed your boy. So we are not talking about that today. So we're not talking about that today. No, no, okay, no. all right, cool. No, all right, no, nope. just not just, doing it. Just sitting it on the table. That's all I'm doing. Not doing it. It's just right there on the table, just in case you want to. You know, it's right there. But yeah. All right, so I have Keith Lee winning. Where does he go from here? You mentioned your boy Gargano. He needs he needs a dance partner. He you know who? Go ahead. You know who would be perfect for? Not to cut you off. Um, the man who should be in this match, Killian Dane. Exactly. And it's like I don't know how we get there, but he needs somebody to have kind of this 
this this newer this this feud that has a newer feel to it that makes him believe like oh damn he actually can lose so it's like I'm waiting for that let's let's get to one of those dance partners before even thinking about Keith Lee being the face of NXT because this this and it's not his fault it's it's not his fault that the uh, mid card run is kind of kind of bland but I mean we got to do something about it. There has to be something done. All right. How about this? Let's just say, well, I'm going to come back to the Killian Dane bit in a second, but let's just say Keith Lee wins this match. And you're talking about him being the face of NXT. How about he keeps his title and he's like, you know what, Adam Cole, I want that too. How about Keith Lee as champ champ? They rarely do that angle. Rarely. They, I, I can't, I mean, we can do a, do some research and digging but I can't think of the last time they've done uh, somebody holding and then excluding Becky Lynch. I'm talking about holding a mid card title and the world title at the same time. I think the last person might've been Seth Rollins. Yeah. Maybe Seth was ICN WWE champ. You know who else comes to mind? Go ahead. Goldberg. Goldberg. Okay. But usually, usually when they do the champ champ angle, um, excluding Becky Lynch, it's usually a tag title along with another belt. Rarely, rarely is it the world belt and the premier mid-card belt. So, I mean, I don't see that happening. Could, could they have one of those one-off, like, like how they do Night of Champions? Could they have that one-off where you have a champ versus champ match if they don't have nothing else going? Sure. Sure. But I don't see it having a finish. No, oh, all right. Just just throwing it out there. Like, if there's anybody on the roster to pull it with, Keith Lee would be that guy, if you ask me. Okay. But, yeah. How do we get to Killian Dane versus Keith Lee? Just like we get to anything with Killian Dane. He just shows up and whoops some ass. Like, that's how we got to Killian Dane, Pete Dunn. He just showed up and started beating the brakes off of Pete Dunn one week. Yeah. So, if anything, if they're smart, and, of course, this would be a good matching of that Killian Dane somehow shows up tomorrow and introduces himself into this uh, this trifecta of a feud and makes a statement. Makes a statement by targeting Keith Lee and taking him out either post-match or just getting them, well, yeah, just getting the match thrown out altogether by attacking Keith Lee. Something like that needs to happen. No, let Keith Lee win. I mean, it's a triple threat. It's going to be really hard to throw a match out unless Dane just murks all three of them. Right. So just let Keith Lee win. He's celebrating. He turns around, and there's the beast from Belfast laying him out promptly. And Dane just picks up the title, stands over him, and boom, there we go. Mm -hmm. Nice, simple, clean, and easy. Yep. Will it happen? Probably not, but hey, we can fantasy book, right? Yeah, it's all this. A little fantasy booking. That's it, just... Real simple, clean, keep it easy. No need for masks, tall holes, and, you know, kidnapping somebody out the parking lot. No need for all that extra. <laughs> Which, again, they dropped the ball. Because if you were going to kidnap Raul Mendoza and you had to call an audible, you could have had him pop up on Raw last night with Angel Garza and Selena Vega. You just kept the Mexican Mafia coalition right on moving. Sure could have. They definitely didn't didn't help themselves with that one. No, but maybe maybe it's a part of a bigger plan. So I'm I'm, I'm optimistic. It's part of a bigger plan. 
And you talk about me putting too much faith in them. <clears throat> but all right, you say so. Speaking of bigger plans, Adam Cole has apparently devised a master plan to um, slow down and potentially weaken and maybe injure the Velveteen Dream before their upcoming title match. And phase one of that plan is Velveteen Dream going up against Bobby, I got my Just For Men deal, Bagfish. But before we get to the match itself, let's just talk the odds of Bobby Fish showing up full gray, salt and pepper, are nice and cleanly, freshly dyed. Which one you got? I, I, I'm feeling like Bobby Fish going to be freshly dyed tomorrow, man. The edge up going to be clean. Everything's going to be completely fresh for Empty Arena. <laughs> for Empty Arena match, is going to look like it's brand new. So in that regard, and I'm not even talking about the in-ring work right now. I don't, I, I don't see much back and forth here. Um, if anything, I see Velvet, I can see Velveteen Dream getting jumped somehow in, during the course of this match. So I think the match is irrelevant. But we already know what's, what, what this is a part of, this is to wear Velveteen Dream out. Undisputed Era will be there in full force to kind of take him out. So Velveteen Dream picks up the win somehow. I think everybody here knows that. Um, Bobby Fish is just the first, the first one, Adam Cole's hitters, to um, do some dirty work. And he's probably going to be the least effective out of the, the three. <laughs> so whenever he faces O'Reilly, that might be a more technical match. And we know the chemistry that Dream has with Roderick Strong, which we'll probably see again. Roderick Strong took an L last week. But, um, yeah, they should be freshly freshly blacked. And, oh, that sounded gross. Fish will be <laughs> fresh. He'll be uh, – Fresh, freshly dyed, if you will. <laughs> this is a PG show. He'll be freshly dyed, and um, he'll come take that L. He'll come take that L, and then his boys would show up and try to uh, pretty much try to save face for him. <laughs> uh, um, fre- freshly what again? I'm not repeating it. I'm definitely not repeating it. No, no, not going to clarify that for those listening at home that may have heard, you know. Nah, it's a PG show. It were a PG show. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, actually, I feel like he's going to be salt and pepper. Okay. Just because, you know, it's an empty arena. Why I got to get fresh for I mean, because the camera's on you, man. Lights are bright. Camera's going to be zoomed on you and not the fans. Nah, man. I'm going to come out nice, salt, and pepper. Like, and y'all just going to like it. I ain't have time. My dad lady was quarantined. I couldn't get to a shop. I ain't want to do it at home. So y'all going to take me looking like Steve Carell. Bobby don't go to no shop, man. He, he does that house. That's all nah, him. Nah, he has mastered that process. That's nah. all him. The lineup process, everything. That's all Bobby, man. I guarantee you. Nah, man. Bobby Bobby definitely go sit at the salon for about four five hours a week. Don't see it. Don't see it. Older guy, family man. I, I, I He totally mastered this, man. Oh, man. I... Uh... 
Unless the wife does it. Maybe the wife does it. <laughs> I can see the hey. wife doing it. It's very possible. I just don't see him doing it himself. Like, nah. <clears throat> like, nope. Nah, not doing it myself. Like, honey, come come here. I need I need to tighten this up real quick. <laughs> Cause that explains how he showed up just gray one day. Like him and the wife got into it and she's like, you know what? Do it yourself. And he was like, um, no. <laughs> That's a it's a very intriguing look. It is. But uh as far as the match itself goes, it's ending in shenanigans. Like there's just no way that it doesn't end in shenanigans. It'll be entertaining. I think Velveteen will probably be about to hit the elbow drop when everybody bum rushes him. And then he'll clear house with that double act with that axe handle smash that takes out three people. Your favorite move. Man. Tell me about my favorite move, dude. That's <laughs> wow. You know, you hit two, and it just takes the third out. It's unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary. <sighs> hey, if anybody else could, if anybody could pull it off, Velveteen. Yeah, it's the Velveteen for sure. Velveteen definitely pull it off. I'm not mad at the Velveteen pulling it off. I'm mad at how I'm supposed to suspend my belief that this, it, that Velveteen Dream somehow becomes an Avenger in this moment. Wow. Becomes an Avenger. Becomes the Hulk. Wow. I was just saying he was just hitting you with the Velveteen experience, and that's why it just brushed everybody back. But nah, this man said he became a whole Avenger out here. That's what it seems like. It's totally what it seems like. An Avenger. All right. Cool. <laughs> Velveteen the, you, you disagree? Disagree? Axe handle smash hits one person and the and the shockwave hits three more? That that's the Avenger, man. It's a good old Hulk smash. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. I, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I wouldn't did that on, on the street right now if it would, would go over so well. That's all that's all I'm saying. I mean, you're quarantined right now, so you just being on the street would be a problem in of itself. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It's true. It's very true. I see what you're saying. So, sidebar, I have moved on to WrestleMania 29, and I am watching CM Punk versus The Undertaker, because apparently I'm just on like an Undertaker kick after I got through most of these manias. I completely forget that In Living Color is completely black. Like I keep forgetting that band is 100% black. <laughs> and how great Cold of Personality is. It's a great song. It's like, an amazing song. Such a great song. And Punk Taker should have closed Mania and or they should have let Punk win. But that's neither here nor there. Mm, no, I'm not going to say Punk should have won. I'm not going to say Punk should have won. Okay, it should have closed Mania. Yeah, totally could have closed Mania. Like, Rock Cena 2 didn't need to close Mania. Uh, they did it because of the passing of the torch thing. I get that. Nah, man. You should have found a way to get the title, keep the title on CM Punk, Punk Taker, close Mania, either let Punk win 
or at least let them close Mania. Give the dead man the title. Let dead man carry it for like a month or two like he normally does. And then you get it right up off of him with Cena. There you go. That's how you book it. You would have gave it to Taker. Let Taker carry it into SummerSlam. And then let Cena take it at SummerSlam. See? Problem solved. Yeah. Could have went like that. But no. Could have worked like that. Could have. Would have been so easy. But no. That's cool. We don't like to do things the easy way. Just like Velveteen Dream doesn't like to do things the easy way. He want to fight the whole Undisputed Era and he want to, you know, just still um, Roddy's family, which, speaking of which, has Roddy got his wife and kid back yet? Like, did we get a true conclusion to that? No. Um, we didn't get a true conclusion because the last time they fought, uh, Velveteen pretty much forfeited the feud and the match and just like, hey, I, I, I see something else I want. Which, it kind of works because Velveteen Dream is always one of those guys who's like, I want the spotlight on me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how can I best get this spotlight? So, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it because I feel like this is the feud that is meant for Velveteen to go over in. And it was a big tease, tease and I was actually at the arena for this, Velveteen Dream Champa in uh, War Games Los Angeles. It was a tease to think that Velveteen Dream could actually win that match. But from an in-ring perspective, you, you've always known that Dream was ready for this. Like you, you've known he's ready for this, for the ability to have the big belt and carry the company and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's long overdue in my eyes. All right. Yeah, I agree with you. It is overdue. But my only problem is I just can't see Velveteen as champ in a and by what I mean by that is I just don't like what do you do? It's kind of like Prime Gold Dust where it's like you really don't need a title. I knew I was going to hear Gold Dust come out of your mouth. I just knew it. He is the black version of Prime Gold Dust. Like prime nasty hill gold dust, where he was like great, like backyard parking lot brawl gold dust with Roddy Piper. That version of gold dust before they took him out at the knees, not stuttering gold dust. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's there. He just doesn't have the hill aspect to him. Uh, I mean, I, I, if anything, I just think you get more more fire promos. Right, but do you need the title to up the quality of his promos sure. or the yeah. amount of shit that's going to come out of his mouth? Yeah, because it's going to mean more people are chasing after something he, he has. Right. right. So I'm, he gets I'm, it. I'm all for it. Okay. And I think it, I think it can also, and we already talked about the, like the, the merging of the three brands. Now the NXT is officially a third brand. I think it could lead to Velveteen Dream just showing up and just, uh, shooting on some of the WWE superstars in the Raw and SmackDown brand. I'm, I'm here for that. So what, you just going to see Velveteen just pop up on SmackDown in his little Prince shirt and just pull up at the announce table and just shame Miz and Morrison? Yep. 
I would love it. I was going to say, actually, now that I just said that, that's not too bad. <laughs> it would be it, like there's so many angles you can run with Dream as a champion. And I just want to see it. I don't care how long the title run lasts. I just want to see it. All right. Hopefully, hopefully he's not a transitional champ. and He doesn't get like that little run up into the next takeover or SummerSlam, whichever one happens first. Hopefully he gets a lengthy run. I don't think he's going to approach Adam Cole territory, though. Nah, I think they uh, they definitely ordained Cole to be the longest run NXT champion over Finn Balor for a reason. So I think until I think that's gonna last for a while, honestly. Yeah, I don't see him approaching Cole Finn territory. I probably see him being like Champa and not Gargano. I think yeah, Champa's probably the best bet, or Drew McIntyre, or Andrade, like in that yeah. range. Like I, I see an Andrade style title run, honestly, for more than anybody else. Put him right in that nice little basket and boat. That's that's where I got him. Yeah, that, that's what I got. So, so those oh. are the three matches that we have right now. Yeah, I think feel like it'll be some shenanigans. Dream will obviously continue his feud with Adam Cole. We got Keith Lee, and we pretty much feel like Dakota Kai is going to come out on top in the second chance. Uh, for the women's ladder match. Um, and maybe we'll get some more news as far as the tag team division with this new stable that it emerged last week. And I'm not sure what else NXT will fill itself with. Maybe we will get promos from Ripley and others. Because um, Ripley's been showing up on Raw quite a bit. So maybe Ripley will be at the Performance Center tomorrow in Orlando. Well, yeah, maybe she'll be on NXT tapings tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, they didn't really give us much to go off of for this preview, but they have to hit us with something because it is the go-home show for WrestleMania this weekend. You know what I was just thinking? I'm pretty sure we're going to get another Killer Cross promo and actually might be maybe an appearance. I don't know if we'll get an appearance yet because I think that appearance ain't coming until till we what, get back to business as usual. <laughs> no, I, I think I think we talked about it last time. Uh, he's going to interfere in one of these matches. Okay. Yeah, I feel like we get another promo and we get a clear, clean, cleaner look at Killer Cross and probably Scar- uh, Scarlet Bordeaux as well. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Like he'll probably interrupt at the end of the show, close it with that again. And yeah. Otherwise, yeah, we're probably gonna get some promos. They'll probably throw a couple matches in there that we're not expecting. Maybe get a little more info about the um location of Gargano Ciampa. Yep. <laughs> Maybe Hunter's shot. made his mind up. <laughs> He's gonna drop a pin somewhere in uh in Orlando. Somewhere in the Orlando, Florida area. <laughs> and I think that's what's cool about that. I mean, the fact that he's just going to drop a pin somewhere, I'm here for that. I'm here with the random location. Yeah, just look, here's the arena. 
Here you go. You guys have at it. I'll be here to see whoever walks out. Like, that's it. Yeah. And that'll wrap up NXT. And who? It's going to be fun next week, and don't worry, guys. We'll be here to preview that next week. And we'll also be back in our normal Saturday morning spot to wrap up this week's episode. But we want to give you a little bit of preview because, you know, we're all at home, right? And we, I got to keep said saying somehow. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see how long this uh, Best of Shawn Michaels gets me through the day. But, man, man, I wouldn't do what I wouldn't do to go outside and play a little basketball, but you know, out here they're putting boots on the rims and it's just, it's just very depressing. Yeah. Like said, has made a TikTok people. So that should tell you how dire times have gotten for him. So don't worry. We're going to be here for probably for the rest of the week, giving you content in some form or fashion. So just, you know, hashtag save said, and you know, <laughs> we're here for you man we're here for you that's what I'm saying um, I am trying to keep my sanity I'm trying to fill myself with as much projects as I can somehow this is going to involve TikTok and I don't know if that's a good thing or not I don't know if that's a positive or a negative at this point but I know for sure it will be entertaining it will be very entertaining Oh, it will be. And I'm going to laugh when Seth hurts himself doing a TikTok video, guys. Might I might reenact this whole Raul Mendoza scenario. I might figure that out. I might I might give you guys the answer that we're looking for to what happened to Raul Mendoza. That might be interesting. You know what? That might be the best thing that's come out of your mouth in like the past hour and a half. Please do it. Tweet it. Tag believe in it. Believe. I'm going to need you guys to push this. We have got to make this a thing. So, said you just worked yourself into a shoot here. Congratulations. Let's get this going. Oh, man. That would be hilarious. Because we, I mean, I think, I think at this point we all want to know what happened to Raul. Yeah, we, we just want to know if he's still in the back of a Tahoe or, you know. We should actually, we should actually try to tweet Raul. We try to treat Raul or whoever else. We're like, hey, man, like, we just, we worried about you. <laughs> we kind of want to know what happened. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Raul? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, we're horrible. They really should cancel us. What what else are we going to give to the Believe in NXT podcast listeners this week? Obviously, we're going to wrap up what we see on NXT tomorrow. Um, Do you want to run down a – I know we teased it about – Looking at some of our favorite WrestleManias, did you want to did you want to run that down for them? Yeah, we could give them some um, favorite Mania matches because you know Manias as a whole, it's you know, like I said, it's been kind of mid. Like, there's a few Manias that are like great from top to bottom. So, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we give them our favorite Mania matches. Pretty sure we got a lost episode somewhere in the vault that I could pull out. Yeah, that's another thing. We do have that. So, you know, don't worry, guys. We're going to give you plenty of content this week. So just sit back, relax, enjoy the show. 
It's Mania Week. It's supposed to be a happy week, man. We're supposed to be running around Tampa with a Manscaped razor trying to get said to shave Cameron Grimes, but yet I am sitting here in my office at my house while said is quarantined. This is a very accurate portrayal of what this week was supposed to be. Once again, the universe was like, oh, no, you two want to wild out? Just just sit at home for a little bit and think about your actions. <laughs> that That's our, like, version of being canceled right there. It's like, is that uh, we, didn't, we didn't get to make that moment happen. But Boston, August, SummerSlam, TakeOver Weekend, I'm looking at you. <laughs> looking, coming, razor and all. I got the razor. I got the camera. Uh, camera Grimes, you might want to be on the lookout. Cassette's coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Don't worry, I got the bell money in the, duff- in the duffel bag, so you're good. Yeah. yeah, as long as you got the bell money, we're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Might be the true end of this podcast, but yeah, don't worry about it. It'll be worth it. Yeah, it's always worth it. We always make sure our decisions are completely worth the... Uh, the nonsense that we put you guys through to, to create this content. <laughs> it's always worth the ramifications guys. So have no fear. Have no fear. We go through great lengths to entertain you. That's why we're the podcast tag champs, baby. And, and we, we really need to come up smoke. with a name. Hmm. Huh. Right, you know what? That'll be another project I work on for the next, next few quarantine days. You know, <laughs> coming up with a name should be the least of our worries. <sighs> yeah, yeah, but you got nothing else but time to do. So there you go. <laughs> That's the sad thing. We have nothing but time. You guys listening? Think you got a name for us? Tweet us. Let us know. At oh yeah. Just... Leave it up to the fans. Yeah. yeah. Mm, maybe. Maybe we'll take suggestions. <laughs> we should. We should. We should like come up with like five names and make a poll on Twitter. And ask people what they think. Almost said something, but it really would have got us canceled. So you know what? I like that idea. We'll leave it to the popular vote. <laughs> the popular, leave, not not the not the electoral college. Nah, we're gonna leave it to the popular vote. Okay, okay. Yeah, not messing with the electoral college. I'm okay. gonna leave it to the popular vote. Let you guys name us. We'll come up with five names, like said. Said, and you know, we'll have some fun with it. Okay, I'm here for that. Right, yeah. I'm whole, I'm completely cool with that. See, there you go. So don't 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 mess this up, people. Don't mess this up. And you know what was crazy is whatever. I mean, I'm, I I stick to my guns. Like if it's a completely weird name, I'll roll with it for a while. I'll roll with it for a while until we have a have go until our tag team goes heel, and then we just change the name up. <laughs> totally roll with that. All right, fair enough. All right, you're committing to it. I'm committing to. I'm uh, committing to it as well. Oh, this is gonna bite us in the ass. But you know what? <laughs> it totally is gonna bite us. In the ass. Such is the risk we take. It's such is life, man. Such yeah. is life. We this, this is quarantine content, man. We're gonna let y'all decide our our faction. 
Yeah, this is going to bite us in the ass. But you know what? That's all right. Because this is the Believe in NXT podcast. That said, I'm Jacob. We come out here. We say wild stuff. We back it up. We take risks like nobody else will. That's why we're the best damn WWE-centric podcast out there. So you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So till next time, you got anything else for before they screw us over? Uh, I'm going to cut this. I, I, I was going to think of something very witty and uh, off the wall to say, but I turned my head left to my TV and I saw NWO Shawn Michaels jigging down the ring. And I thought to myself, oh, that, that probably was a very bad time for that man. Um, yeah, that seems, um, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. It, we didn't need to add 100 members to the NWO. Nah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They had Booker T. Yeah, you know what? This seems like a good place to end. <laughs> so until next time, y'all, we'll be back at it with you guys. Once we figure out what else is happening on NXT tomorrow. Um, until then, follow me on Twitter at said says, that's C-E-W-D underscore says. And said is the answer on all your other social media platforms, including TikTok. <sighs> yep including TikTok. As far as me, at underscore Jadella, nice and simple. There's no TikTok here because I just know better. And I haven't reached that stage of boredom. He will. He definitely will. <sighs> Hopefully not. But until next time, guys, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>